Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. The Association of Equipment Manufacturers has recently released a new economic impact report that has some interesting findings on how the market is evolving. Here to chat with me about it is Kip Eidenberg, Vice President of Public Affairs and Advocacy for AEM. Kip, welcome to the show. Thank you, Peggy. It's great to be with you today. Yeah, we're looking forward. So, Kip, so much is happening if you think about what's going on in construction. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this new economic impact report and really what are you seeing from this and and what does the industry need to know about it? You bet. Well, you know, the equipment manufacturing industry, Peggy, uh, is stretched out across the country from the farm to the factory floors. There are a few corners of our economy that do not feel the reach of our industry. And that is why we partnered with IHS Market to produce a comprehensive analysis of the many ways that our industry contributes to the economy, both here in the United States and in Canada. And what we found is that our industry employs 1.3 million people in the United States between the jobs at equipment manufacturers, parts and service providers, and other jobs supported by our industry. And if you add 149,000 jobs in Canada, in the two countries in 2016, our industry um, employed roughly 1.4 million jobs, which is significant. Our industry also makes a substantial contribution to the American economy. Uh, In fact, manufacturers in the equipment space added almost $160 billion to the gross domestic product of the United States in 2016. And to put that in context for you, the equipment manufacturing industry makes up about 5% of the total manufacturing output of the United States. And our workforce makes up about 7% of the total U.S. manufacturing employment base. Um, The other thing that we found from this report that was really heartening for us is that equipment manufacturing jobs are good-paying jobs. Every equipment manufacturing industry job generates an average income of about $78,000 per year, or about 58% above the national average, which is significant. So when you look at all this, those are a lot of numbers you just threw out. So a lot of people listening going, wow, I'm overwhelmed listening to numbers, right? I mean, if you're talking about one3 you know, million jobs, you coupled that with, you know, at yeah, 1.4 million when you talked about Canada. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, you're saying manufacturing is, is contributing a lot to what's happening here and, and manufacturing output is a lot, right, at 5%. So when we look at that all right now and we're saying that's a big deal because we've seen a lot of jobs not disappear here, right? I mean, that's been a big problem. So when we look at this right now and we say, what are we doing? Are we in are we in a state right now that that's been up or down from previous years? And are, are we saying that we need to do more to see those jobs increase? Or I mean, what 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 is the state of manufacturing overall? Are we happy with what we're seeing? Or are we saying we're not happy right now? Well, Peggy, the, the, let's look at it this way. The, the variables that are shaping the growth of our industry uh includes, obviously, the overall strength of the construction spending, um, which would be capital expenditures on infrastructure. But our industry and the jobs that we support also depend, obviously, on commodity prices, farm income, energy prices, the strength of the dollar, you know, demand for exports. Uh, so there are a lot of variables that impact the state of our industry. Um, a few months ago, we, uh, we had our big, uh, big trade show in the construction space, ConExpo, ConAd. 
And what we saw there, which I think is indicative of where our industry is and where hopefully we are going, is that there was a lot of enthusiasm. Um, attendees this year were ready to buy. And walking around the show, talking to small, medium, and large equipment manufacturers, there was a lot of optimism that some of these projects in the construction space that have been held up due to lack of funding are finally going to get off the ground. Um, companies were talking about longer-term plans, um, looking down, you know, six months to a year from now, and feeling that finally, you know, we will get, um, you know, not only the economy growing, but we will get a lot of the sectors that our industry support going. So I think a lot of optimism. Uh, obviously, we are watching carefully to see what the new administration and Congress are doing as well to help support our industry. Setting aside all the partisan kind of problems that go on there, I mean, the president has said he wants to invest in infrastructure, which is which is huge, right? And you are absolutely, absolutely. correct. You know, Con Expo was amazing. I mean, there was a lot of enthusiasm. I totally concur with you. So with that, you can't do anything to improve the infrastructure without looking at construction, manufacturing. The two go hand in hand. So we definitely have to see a lot of investment. So if we get everyone to understand that, then we should see a boom, right? Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, AEM has been doing really since, you know, last year's election and going into this year is we've been telling the administration, we've been telling Congress, we've been telling lawmakers at the state level that a great way to get the U.S. economy, you know, going again is to invest in infrastructure. And what we need, and there were a lot of promises made you know, on the campaign trail, uh, and we've seen a lot of promises made, you know, so far this year about infrastructure investment being one of the top policy priorities in Washington and at the state level. So, and, and our member companies are paying attention. Uh, that is one of the things we heard as well at, at Con Expo, and we've heard it since. You know, they're waiting. They're excited. They're optimistic. It looks like things will finally start to move on the infrastructure investment front. But, you know, we also need to see some concrete action. And, uh, you know, we are optimistic that we will finally get some movement on that this year. Uh, but it has to be sooner rather than later. There's no doubt about that. In order to do that, one of the things that, you know, AEM has been really great at trying to do is getting our, our skilled laborers back. We've seen a lot of them, over 3,400 since we've talked about this recession you know, leaving. Yeah. We need to get laborers, you know, skilled, you know, qualified people back. Construction. We've seen a lot of women leaving the industry instead of coming in. What do we need to do? I mean, we need to get those labor, that shortage. We've got a big skills gap occurring. What are we going to do with that? Well, you know, workforce development continues to be a huge issue for the industry, as, as you mentioned. And, you know, many equipment manufacturers have, have been working with local community colleges, with local governments, to help support job training and placement programs. Uh, and, you know, elected officials, be it in Washington, but primarily at the state and local level, they have an important role to play in expanding access to skills and training. You know, we've, we've been part of and we've supported, you know, through the good work of our members, a few pilot programs uh, in different states where, you know, local equipment manufacturers will partner with, you know, community colleges, um, trade schools, and make sure that they have the latest equipment to work on, that is the students, so that when they graduate and they go into the workforce, you know, they are trained on the latest uh, technology and equipment uh, that our members leverage. That's a great way to make sure that they have the skills needed when they come out. But obviously, the other point is, you know, how do we continue to attract 
you know, young men and women to go into trade schools and and uh, technical colleges. Um, and I think that there's a lot of great stories out there, and, and some of them are being told very effectively about you could have a fantastic career, you know, in the equipment manufacturing industry. There are a lot of jobs that pay very well, that require, you know, very technical skills, um, high level of skills. And so I think we got to keep telling those stories about the careers that are possible, particularly as we see other sectors slowing down, you know, the equipment manufacturing industry, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for young people there. So we just got to keep, uh, keep telling folks that. Kip, you make a really good point in that whole education part. Do we have to show these young people that there's a career path? I mean, they're competing with some really big technology companies that want them to go there and construction has a career path for a lot of these folks are we doing a really a a well enough job to say you have a career in construction because it's kind of hard to compete with the googles the amazons and those kinds of companies the youtubes of the world that says look look at the career you can have here versus construction Absolutely, but I, what I would say, Peggy, to folks, uh, young folks who are looking, you know, at a career path, is that the equipment uh, manufacturing industry is just as, as high tech of an industry as some of those other ones that you just mentioned. Uh, you know, our member companies use, you know, the latest technology, the latest software, uh, the latest machines, you know, to make the equipment. So, you know, it is not the equipment manufacturing industry of you know of our grandparents anymore it is a it is a highly sophisticated you know tech forward advanced industry and so if you're looking to have an exciting career you know in the technology space you know the equipment manufacturing industry is just as good of a spot if if not better than some of the options out there and that is why the workforce issue is so important not only to AEM but to our member companies and why we need to make sure that our workforce is going to meet you know the needs of the manufacturers as the industry grows, you know, even more sophisticated over the next decade. So, Kip, I think you make some really great points. So what should the construction firms that you're talking to right now be focusing on and, and driving forward? Well, I think first and foremost, they need to continue to make sure that our elected officials, be it in Washington or at the state and local level, follow through on their pledge to invest in our infrastructure. Um, but also to provide tax and regulatory relief. And we've seen a little bit of the latter, but uh, what we're still looking for, of course, is that big infrastructure investment piece. Beyond that, um, I hope that uh, everyone is getting ready for a productive construction season and continue to feel the certainty and growth um, they need to invest in equipment. Uh, We believe that this is going to be a great year for the industry. Um, And, uh, you know, AEM, uh, part of what we do is to make sure that, you know, be it at the legislative, the regulatory landscape, on the workforce development side, on the thought leadership uh, side, you know, that we are uh, making uh, sure that our members are set up for success. Well, Kip, I think it's great. You make some good points. Is there a place anywhere so our listeners should go and learn more about what you guys are saying in the new report that you just put out? Absolutely. If you go to AEM.org, there'll be a link to it right there. Uh, you can also visit our grassroots advocacy website, imakeamerica.com, that has a lot of information on what we're doing on the legislative and the regulatory side. Kip, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much. Good to have you. Thank you. All right. All right, listeners, we're out of time. Stick around. We've got more to come right here on ConExpo, ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. If it's new, it's here. We'll be right back.
Thank you for listening to WS Radio. Improve your business and your life with useful information from experts and thought leaders. WS Radio is radio with ROI. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com, on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. Small businesses are the lifeblood of America's economy. Every Thursday, SBA Radio interviews industry professionals and is dedicated to provide small businesses with timely insights and innovations. Visit www.sbaradio.us for details. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business, but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Scale is for every entrepreneur. Whoever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them, get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. That's scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Can you imagine a world without children? A world without their smiles? Or their laughter. A world where children don't play, or sing, or dream, or imagine. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, we can't imagine a world without children. That's why we're working every day to find cures for diseases that strike down children everywhere. Diseases like cancer, pediatric AIDS, and sickle cell. And we won't stop until every child is cured and every disease is defeated. Because we can't imagine a world without children. Can you? Finding cures, saving children. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. To learn how you can help, log on to our website, stjude.org. 